This place is a fascist torture chamber. Where's Lisa? Where's Lisa? It's from the movie. You know that's right. It's episode six, season six of this podcast and of Psych. And it starts right about mm, now. I've heard it both ways. 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 And welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. And riding shotgun in the blueberry with me, as always, is the main streaming, prototype singing, gasoline dreaming, woo, Miss Jackson Cronin. So fresh and so clean, clean, spotty, oddy, dope, malicious son of a gun. He's having a hard time holding those alligators down. Woo, Billy, my man, how's it going? Oh, my God. That was incredible, Joseph. That was a very specific outcast, unbelievably yeah! well done. And of course, I was going to get it. It's my favorite group of all time. I know it um, is, Billy. That was that was phenomenal. That was yeah. that was really really good. Um, but hello, uh, what a show we have for you today. But quickly, I don't know whether to do this at the end or at the beginning. But it was so ridiculous. I went to a live podcast of how did this get made? My favorite podcast that's not a part of the DSG, and the movie last night that they reviewed was a movie starring LDP. Do you know who that is? LDP. I do not. Lou Diamond, Diamond Phillips. Phillips. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. And he played, get this, a detective. And get this, his main helper was a female psychic. Un. Believable. I didn't watch the movie because I didn't have time. It was still one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. But I was trying to ask a question because they let you ask questions. And I didn't even want to like I, I wasn't it wasn't even gonna be a question. It was just gonna be like, did you know that he has the exact same role with the same co-star in an episode of Psych? It was unbelievable. I just had to get Oh, out that's of wild. Oh, that's awesome, Billy. Oh, that's the best. Now I heard something else happened on this night that you may want to talk about. What's that? Sushi? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was actually, I went back to back nights of the show. Um, oh, gotcha. Goo. And actually, Jacob was there last night, but Goo uh, of the DSG, he can put down sushi like nobody's business. He ate between 40 and 60 pieces in about 25 minutes. And the only reason we stopped because we were going to be late, if not. Now, so here's the question because we didn't get a straight answer from, uh, from Goo. Was it all the same type of sushi? I mean, same Hand type of rolls, tuna? like makis, sashimi. Oh, so he, 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 he was, went. It was varied versions of tuna, but it was all tuna. It was a varied cornucopia uh, of tuna. Mm-hmm. It's entirely way too much tuna. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So with that said, William, we are back. Psych season six, episode six. Sean interrupted. And uh, before we dive into it here, why don't, uh, why don't you play the process, Bailey? I'll let Sean actually tell us yeah. the process right about now. Usually starts with a holla and ends with a creamsicle. And then if there's time in between, Thundercats. Ho! Oh. Oh. Um, What a delight. What an absolute delight of an episode. I've always loved this episode, Billy. Um, but it's been a while since I've seen it. And mm-hmm. man, do I love it. I rewatch this one quite frequently, actually, because it's such an enjoyable watch. And when we get to the writer-director, um, we're really going to dig in and figure out, like, Oh, that's what make this episode tick. But it just has everything you want in a psych episode. Great case. And the comedy is a mile a minute. The only thing we were missing and no really way to 
fit him in there was Woody. But other than yeah. that, this is a top tier psych episode. Woody and uh, not heavy on the obscure references, which I don't always, you know, necessarily mind when mm-hmm. they're when the obscure references. We got a Lord like... Kensington though, which was unbelievable. We did. That was <laughs> tremendous. Uh, so what was the case? Because the case was pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Lasseter solves the case. The guilty party is found legally insane at the time of the crime. Sean and Gus go undercover at the mental hospital to prove the millionaire was sane the whole time. Now, spoiler heavy in the synopsis there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could have ended it as Sean and Gus go undercover in the mental hospital. Boom. Mm-hmm. You could have left yeah. it at that. Uh, but love, love, love this episode. Um, it's It's got one of Megan and I's favorite gags in it which i completely forgot about and it's something that we uh, will just randomly say to each other from time to time out of nowhere when we need to make the other person laugh uh and that's when gus is as an orderly and uh he's explaining to sean he's like that you got fired yeah man i was all like not my job not my job and the way he delivers that and it's it's perfection it's brilliant. I love that too. So back to back weeks, your uh, wife is all geeked up about the gag. She loved the uh, binox from last week too, right? The binox from last, and then this one. The not my job, not my job. It's the first thing she said. She goes, "What episode are you doing this week?" And I said, "Sean interrupted." It is literally the first thing out of her mouth. <laughs> I mean, back to back undercover episodes as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, you? You brought that to my attention yesterday. And I was like, "Holy shit, you're right." I didn't like. I should have put that together because we just did this the, the one show last week and, mm-hmm. and we're doing this one this week. But um, I love that. I, you know, I, I did. I mean, I always knew it was funny, but you just forget how funny it is. And I love that Jules is wildly concerned throughout the entire episode about how much Sean is enjoying being in a mental hospital. Yeah, she played her role, I thought, exceptionally well in this one small part, but really good. And it was always like genuine. And it was yeah. always with good reason. Oh, my God, you do like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but when he told her, he was, um, spoiler alert, I'm making you a wallet. Like, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> fu- like it's that <laughs> stuff in this episode that they weave into every scene a few times. Yeah. Where it's just a little dabble of, like, extra comedy to the scene because they've already played with the gloves and, like, him liking it. But that's just such a nice capper on the end of that scene that seals the comedy in there. I'm making you a wall, and then the and then the end. Like we're 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 getting into some of our favorite things here, but it's just so good at the end when they catch the bad guy and and uh, you know <laughs> the main character. One of his uh, his foibles, if you will, is that uh, he is uh, an aversion or a fear of uh, uh, saxophone. So they play Kenny G really loud to get this guy to freak out, to cause a diversion. And then there's just a scene where you just see Gus slow jamming to Kenny G. And, and he's just, you know, his, his eyes are closed. He's moving those hips and the camera pants back. And you just see Sean a little. doing this, this, this. You just see Sean doing this weird, like, you know, forward bot. Groove to just, it, Sean. I don't know if I'm going to groove to it, but. But it was fantastic. It, I mean, we'll, we'll touch upon it again, but like, it was little things like that, that were so good, but. I think what also made this episode great too is that I was very much engrossed in the story because this was this was a psych episode that was very um, 
very like true to the typical procedurals, you know, that we, you know, would love. Like, I'm not going to say it was full on law and order, but it had that captivation to it. Like it had me just sort of hanging on. Okay. How are they going to prove this? Where's it going? Where's it? I was just as much into um, the plot and the, the, the whodunit as I was enjoying the comedy. And that's really when psych is at its best. Mm -hmm. Totally agree with that. Um, because not criminal minds ish, but it was very, you didn't see it coming. And then when all the pieces fit, you're like, okay, that makes sense. It was awesome. Uh, I'll get to my two small foibles with the plot and the execution of the ending at the end, but really, really, really strong case in a season where they've kind of been up and down. Yeah. Uh, so uh, director and writer. Uh, so for the director, we have Andrew Bernstein, who has directed four episodes of Psych. Uh, season four, Let's Get Harry, which we both enjoy. All-timer. Uh, season five, Viagra Falls, all-timer. Uh, season six, Sean Interrupted, all-timer. Uh, and then season seven, Office Space, which I all have. fucking timer. One of the best Psych episodes of all time. Yeah, I have to rewatch this. I don't think I've only watched this one once. Gus kills his fucking boss in this episode. Yeah, I got to rewatch because I completely it's forget. Unbelievable. It. And then it's the other, the the other like girl who's in there for a little bit. You know, the very very side character like Frank in this one yeah. is the other very nice looking psych guest that they've had. That's like oh. not a real star. But, maybe um, I'll maybe I'll pop this one in tonight because um, I got to tell you, season seven is it? There's eight seasons, right? Yeah. Season seven, season eight, like those are the two seasons I've watched the least outside of like Santa Barbara Town one, Santa Barbara Town two. Yeah. Uh, everything else I've only kind of watched once. So, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Phenomenal episode. That one, this one, all four of them. He really gets it. Yeah. I don't, I like would love to talk to him and his like process, you know, his, you know, maybe doesn't start uh, or end with the cream school Thundercats or any like th thing like that. But, the way that he just paces every joke, every scene, you're constantly moving. It's a really well done directing job all over. Yeah. Like every scene, there's no fat. Like he's no. trimmed it all. There's and no the same fat. thing with the writers here. Steve Franks, Kelly uh, Cahoon. Kel, Kel Cahoon. Oh, Kel Cahoon. Ah, I want to throw the yeah. Y in there. Obviously, you know. Franks knows his characters. Kel Calhoun, phenomenal job. Standout guest star. I think this is the last member of the Brat Pack, right? Because we've already had um, the guy who flares his nostrils there. And Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. We had... Um, Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. And then, no, uh, was it Michael Anthony Hall? Yes. He's Harris Trout, so he's coming. But yeah. we get Molly Ringwall... And to me, at points, she's so bad, she's good. And at other points, she's so bad. Just like yeah. that. She's just there, right? She's not really... I thought at points, she was good. And at a point, she was bad. Yeah, I, I for me, I thought, okay, she was there. But hello, nurse. Hello, nurse. You know, still... Okay, maybe she's... Maybe she's still not hitting 90 on the gun, but She's painting the corners. Yeah, you know, I was. Getting, she's getting some outs. She 
I mean, the, the, you know, Breakfast Club was a while ago and they were teenagers. And this was yeah. probably I don't even know what year we're in, maybe 98. But she was good, bad, good, then bad, bad, so. bad. Yeah. Um, and so with that, let's just sort of jump into the meat and potatoes of the episode. This was my one real uh I, I think one of our one of your picadillos I, I share makes you know because I kind of felt the same way, but my other one here was this flashback scene. Um didn't need it. I, I think it was pointless. I know what the purpose of it was because this is a lot what a lot of the flashback scenes are. They just sort of do something innocuous that sort of gives you the theme of what the episode is. No lesson. There used to be lessons. There used to be lessons, and this was just uh Okay, this is the theme of this episode, right? Is they probably uh, signed Young Sean, who's in the Righteous Gemstones. I don't know if you've brought that up before, but he's like I haven't, of, but he's uh he I started watching that. He's the oldest son, Gideon, actually. Okay, no, not of Criminal uh, Minds fame, but not not the yeah, right. <laughs> But this was they didn't need it. We've had enough psych episodes now where they just jump right into it. Uh, this 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 episode. Like it wouldn't have taken away uh, had you gotten rid of it. It wasn't elevated because you had it. It was just uh, sort of there. Sean, you know, didn't do his school project. So he tried to have himself declared insane. Right. So it was like, eh, okay, yeah. I get it. Didn't need it. So um, anyways, flashback scene over. This is one of the great scenes of psych. Right here. I believe I have this in my memorable scenes. No, I don't. Uh, but it should be. It's the opening scene with everyone at Lassie's apartment. And he's throwing himself a congratulations party uh, for catching uh, a murderer. Um, and there, there are some great scenes, some great little like subtle jokes here uh, that are absolutely fantastic. And I love sean just ripping into lassie uh for the self-congratulation which is something that sean does all the time but the poster i have up now the uh gus doing the hello from this yeah. episode with like the dolly zoom pan on him yeah. but it was almost going to be the lassie banner but it was static but that is unbelievable that he did that he threw himself to party it's over the top but as they get further into psych they stray a little further away from like reality and they yeah. get into really goofy stuff and they hit it really well this is done really well and when gus is like yeah but the uh the craftsmanship offsets the narcissism or whatever yeah, the, he says. the megalomania sean yeah. right like gus, unbelievable gus was tremendous this episode absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic um and, and and so sean is all just like he's being pouty about it because all right he wasn't the one that that solved the case uh, and I love that he put like the crime scene photos above the punch bowl, yeah, uh, which was hilarious, which is good too because it's this called is theming, Joe. <laughs> <Right. laughs> this is great because we get we haven't gotten a lot of Sean clue faces lately. We mm -hmm. get you know Sean picking out some clues from the crime scene photo, but this might be the best part of the scene where Gus has got a in one hand a bowl of hummus, and mm -hmm. in the other hand a floppy pita. And Sean goes, you know, you got to fold that pita into a canoe. I know what I'm doing, and nope. He, he dips the peanut in, and peanut and hummus is all over his pants. <laughs> and I love my, when Jules goes, "I think you're jealous." What that I don't have dip on my pants? Like again, yeah. that like extra joke to the initial joke. They're like they keep hitting different things. It's really well paced, and then you get the 
of course. Um, what is it? The is so you wrote down he taped the scene. I thought he like had his watch on and was ready to play it. Uh, it was odd. I don't know why he just yeah. didn't have the news on and then unmute. But yeah, yeah, I can't remember. The, he's like, he's like, oh wait, wait. I think it was one of those things like, oh, the five o'clock news was coming on. So he was mm-hmm. like, eh, okay, go. So he turns the TV on, and you know, because he's about to. Uh, oh, I wrote because uh, the interview that he did was taped that were he were playing on the five o'clock news, right? Because mm. Lassie obviously can't be at two places at at once. Uh, so he was turning on the TV because they were about to show an interview that he was having with a local reporter about the case, how he solved it. And then it cuts out of that real, like almost immediately to breaking news. And this is where we learn, uh, that, uh, Bernie Bethel, the, uh, reclusive, uh, case, uh, uh, hedge fund manager, uh, uh, who was accused of uh, killing his, uh, his girlfriend in a crime of passion is taking the insanity route. And he is declared insane and put into a mental institution. And Lassie's pissed, which was awesome. Yeah, he freaks out. It's a really good scene there. It sets up the rest of the case, kind of. And it's really a good dynamic, too, because Sean had nothing to do with this. So you know that the arrest isn't going to stick. And I love it when they when they cut away from the taped interview to the breaking news. Lassie just (laughs) goes to be a pile with massive casualties you want to know something i've mumbled this line when i was in an uber once oh god i was taking an uber i can't remember where i was taking uh, i might have been in there with you <laughs> uh i was we, i was leaving something from from downtown it might have been i don't think it would have been a mac and goo um or a dork live show i, I want to feel uh, anyways and we're going down 93. And you fucking know 93. I know you say 93 is a breeze to drive. 93 sucks. It's the absolute worst. It's traffic 24-7. And we're driving home. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And all of a sudden, there is traffic. And I said out loud, the driver's there. I go, there better be an accident. Someone better be fucking dead. Because I was so fucking like. I was half in the bag. I just wanted to go home. And I'm stuck on traffic on 95. And I was... Obviously, I didn't really want someone to be dead, but I needed something to justify the massive amount of traffic that for no reason we were sitting in. I love that for you. <laughs> so <laughs> the guy probably I, thought you were fucking insane. Probably. So I've 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 morphed into full Henry with just a little bit of Lassie sprinkled in. Um. So I love the they're at the station now. Lassie's still pissed. Um, you know, and he's he's mad that Bethel is staying in some hippy dippy cushy mental hospital. Um, he refuses to let it go, and he wants to find a way to um, put Bethel back in prison. But because he was declared insane, he can't be tried for the same crime two twice, times. two times, double jeopardy. Ashley Judd, great movie. Um, so maybe fraud is the, is the way they're going to go. So they have to determine that he's not really insane. And this is where we get Henry stepping in saying, you know what? Sean's a good candidate to go on the inside. Yeah. And And you had a problem with this. Well, because they're talking about it. He overhears it. He slides and he's like, well, the chief may not be allowed to sanction an investigation. I don't know why that part was necessary. I got yeah, yeah. Just have Henry slide in and be like, hey, I as a consultant or like, let's set up a sting. You didn't even need to say like you can't do this. But yeah, they did I justify agree. it with a line, which for me is just that 
cuts it, fills it to the brim. That's all I ask as a writer is if you're going to do something stupid, at least have one of the characters kind of tell you why. Yeah. And, 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 and look, Glassy's the one that wants to go undercover. And he's like, I'll grow a beard and wear nothing but tweed. <laughs> okay. <Lord> Kensington. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. But I'm 100%. Who's, who's like Lassie if he had a big beard? Yeah, exactly. And I agree with you 100% because they've done that numerous times throughout the past couple seasons since Henry's become a consultant. They they throw in this, this line of like, well, as the consultant, or Chief Vic will even say this. Well, as the consultant, Henry, it is up to your purview. Like, we know. We know. New viewers to this show who've never seen the show before, who may be watching this episode for the first time, he's they don't need to know. They don't need to know that in he's an a office. He just all you gotta do is well, I'm gonna tell you, uh, Chief can't sanction it, but uh, I can tell I can tell these guys what to do. They work for me, right? Or they work stupid. Yeah, I, I hate that too. That, that, and they've 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 leaned on that more than a few times. And I you know what it is? It just feels awkward out of place hmm? like clumsy um but anyways these are picadillos these don't really take away from the show this is just a little sloppy writing sprinkled into what was otherwise a, an absolute fan um tastic episode but the bigger point is here is that henry's like my son yeah he's probably the best person to go in and do this because well let's all face it he's a he could probably insane. stand to land, you know, stay in there for a few days. And uh, <laughs> and I love Gus here. He goes, and he's the only one that could pass for someone in need for institutionalization. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And they and they use that gag again later, um, which is and I write Herney instead of Henry. <laughs> it's just late at night. Um, and what I love too is the little back and forth between Lassie because when Lassie finally concedes, he goes fine. But he has to stay in there for an extra 24 hours. And Henry goes, I'll make it 48. Deal. Like, I don't know why. I just thought it was a great, uh, great little touch there. But yeah, that psycho laugh you did there from Sean. That was uh, that was, was good great. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like, that's that's it, actually. Yeah. I do love when they arrive to the psych hospital again, just quick moving right along yeah. here. They are talking about how Sean's been preparing, and it's it's Girl interrupted, and they watched it for a seventh time on Netflix last night. And then when Gus does the, this place is a fascist torso chamber. Where's Lisa? Where's Lisa? They all look at him oddly. And then his, like, the, it's from the movie. Only yeah. you and him know that. Tell that to a Winona Ryder. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the best part, too, is when when Jules kicks off, I say, I hardly, I hardly think that watching Girl Interrupted six times uh, qualifies as experts. To, uh, actually, no, but seven does. Seven does. <laughs> and then I love like Gus here trying to schmooze because uh, we oftentimes forget he's still a pharmaceutical salesman and he's trying to schmooze uh, Dr. Elliot uh, by slipping him Lakers tickets. I just, yeah. I love his, smooth Gus. His sales reptitude, <clears throat> which I wish they brought back. I know, right? It's like, actually, I'm kind of glad they didn't because it was stupid, but good for the time. But mm. it made me think of that instantly. Um, uh, but we get introduced to Dr. Elliot, who mm -hmm. is Henry's contact man on the inside. He's the, the head of uh, pharmaceuticals, which is why Gus is, um, you know, simping up to him. And uh, he's the only one on the inside of the hospital that knows of Sean's true identity, which comes into play later, which I thought was really good. I was just going to say very good, like, you know, 
a bit of a Chekhov's gun, if you will. Like that seems like an unnecessary piece of detail. You figure everybody would be okay with what's going on in there, but that makes the, that other scene work really well. Yeah, it really does. And we also get here that Dr. Bethel also doesn't believe, or he's the only one really that doesn't believe that Bernie Bethel is faking it. He thinks he, he truly does feel or believe that he uh, is, is mentally ill. Um, so um, they get on the inside and they, Henry wants, doesn't want Sean to be in there by himself. So they've made uh, Gus an orderly. And this is where we get sucks. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, it was the only one that would fit. Plus, it's like Gus backwards. Right. That line fucking kills me. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And uh, we get introduced uh, to the vivacious Vivian in this scene. Yes. Right? Again, uh, look her name up. Check her yeah, out. Um, yeah. But she's great. She plays a really good, you know, mental patient. But we get the on the her slow epic walk. Right. It's great. And yep. then they do the Jaws dolly zoom pan on fucking Gus to do the hello. So you Which know we're entering like prime creep mode. Oh, yeah. And and he is just next level with it, you know, throughout the entire episode. Put her on the creepy called... train, took her to creepy town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is where, you know, so now we're sort of getting introduced to some of the characters in the inside of the hospital. Um, and now this is where sort of the rubber meets the road. The, the, the episode I think really takes off is that Sean is now in full investigative mode and he's got to, you know, because, because no one else in that hospital knows who he is, he has to, you know, he has to blend in. He has to be, can, you know, convinced. And so that means he's got to go through all the different things. He's got to get close to Bernie. So the first thing that happens is, a meeting which takes place outside and we've already met uh the nurse um mm -hmm. at this point uh mickleroy um and we meet someone else too we meet a mcboyle billy oh my god to complete yeah. it i think we had um jimmy was in a couple of episodes obviously the other yep. mcboyle jimmy the, simpson yep oh my god when he screams out you will call her in the who got d pregnant episode yeah one of the funniest things all time but <laughs> He plays a really good nutbag. They have, is it just because of one flew over the cuckoo's nest? They had the large Indian man. Yep, that was the one. Because I've never seen that movie. Nest. But oh, I, I assume Billy, you I, would enjoy it. It's a good movie. Okay. I've, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things, obviously. Yeah, it's a good but movie. But I did, like, at least I know that reference is a thing. Yep. So I don't know exactly Simpsons what. did it. Yes, they did. Um, so he does a really good job of seeming crazy. Burning's acting crazy. Frank's there acting crazy. But what I like here is that Sean isn't being a good, crazy person. He's being way too put together. And again, um, McBoyle brings it up. He addresses it. And Sean has to panic. I don't think it would have been a good look for him to try to play too crazy anyways. Mm -hmm. So I kind of liked the way that they went with it overall. It's a good setup scene. We get the clue face on the kind of pill that he's getting. And you know, we'll get to, to it later that now the med medication after two weeks might be working. Yep. And uh, so like, you know, Sean, so he is playing a little too cool, you know, outrageous intelligence syndrome, you know, obsessive uh, successful disorder. And, and I see that you wrote here a little weak. Um, that was yeah. Nice that was just a point I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, right. So, like, I, I agree with you there because there, there's a moment there where he's doing it and he's almost like reverted back to too cool for school season mm-hmm. one, Sean. Right. And it felt a little out of place. And then that's when, you know, uh, Suggs comes in and says, uh, Sean, they're not buying it. And then, like, he, he goes full. He goes full crazy. He he flips the the table full of pills, which is great. I love him. He's riding the thing and pills. And and, and, and uh, Gus is chasing. That's a theme throughout this episode: is Gus just chasing crazies around, uh, which is friggin' hilarious. Um, I love. And so, um, you know, we um, Sean, um, Sean, like you said, Sean sees the pill that that Bethel was taking, um, and uh, I lost my spot here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after Gus has been chasing Sean around, we get flashed to a scene. It's Lassie. It's Doctor Elliot. It's Jules. Uh, it's Gus and Sean. And Sean's in restraints. He's in these like. Uh, uh, it makes me claustrophobic even thinking about it. But like right. big like Mickey Mouse gloves. If there was no, if they were mittens. You know when you're at the arcade and the, you're or you're at a, a carnival and they've got that game where you've got the balls and it's those little fuzzy guys with the weird faces. You have to yeah, throw yeah. the ball, and knock them mm-hmm. over. They kind of look like those, but without the yeah. faces, right? Yeah. He's got his hands in there, um, <laughs> and he's like, "You last so funny. You've only been here a day. And you're already in restraints." And Sean's like, "You got the softest things I've ever had. I think it's alpaca, uh, maybe baby, uh, baby muskrat." Um, and <laughs> And it's and also the bed is made of sunbeams, right? Like that was later they, on. But oh, like that's the way right. They, yeah, yeah. The way yeah. they uh, like, I just put that there because the imagery, like that they're putting to the alpaca, maybe baby muskrat, and then like it was weaved of like sunbeams. Yeah, yeah, uh, like, yeah. Like that's one of my favorite things because they do that a lot in community, where somebody will ask them like, "Oh, those shoes look luxurious. How do they fail?" And he goes, "It's like wearing a pair of dreams." Yes. So I love like the the imagery that they put, the over description. It's just another great like little way to sneak comedy in. Yeah, baby muskrat outback oh. and baby. That's how I describe my Uggs when I wear my Ugg slippies. It's like walking on clouds or pillows, mm-hmm. right? It's just wonderful. But I also love in this scene too the doctor outs Gus for flirting with Vivian, who we find out has multiple personality disorder, which has hilarious consequences throughout the rest of the episode. But Sean is convinced that he can he can out Bethel, so he decides he sets up a a, a dinner meeting. But he needs Skittles because he found out that Bethel loves Skittles. So I love this scene where he's got a bowl full of Skittles and he's just sort of like <laughs> waiting for his date to show up, but he never comes. Uh, and it was a fucking big ass bowl of Skittles, but I it would was. fucking dive balls deep into that thing. I love me some Skittles. More of a Starburst guy. Yeah, I do enjoy Starburst, but like, there's something about Skittles where I can I just grab a handful and just fucking shovel them into my gullet. Oh, like no Starburst, doubt. Star Starburst, they're great, but you gotta do the paper. It takes a few minutes to chew. No, no. I See, the problem with Skittles and the reason I probably psychologically like um, Starburst is because I do have to actually go slow and I'll like you know do different things with the wrappers as I'm eating it. Where like I eat so fast. If I were to eat, like, if I had unlimited Skittles in front of me, I would probably die. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel you on that. Low and like slow, I have to that's go the tempo. Low and slow, that's the tempo. tempo. Uh, <laughs> so the dinner meeting does not go well because Bethel never shows up. So now it's the middle of the night. Gus it wakes up Sean. 
Uh, and he says that he spots Bethel sneaking out of his room towards the kitchen. Is he trying to escape? And I love this because there's these little things that make you think, okay, maybe he is faking it. Mm-hmm. You know, is this cat, you know, trying to escape? Um, and <laughs> as they're following, as they're about to follow, uh, you know, uh, Bethel, we see Viz- Vivian or Dewey. We find out that she's, uh, you know, got a, a deep, thick, husky voice. Oh, my God. And her name is Frank now. <laughs> and what I love here, I texted this yesterday, is, uh, I mean, Frank is looking fine. And, she, and Gus, he has this, like, this look of consternation on his face. Like, he's really grappling with something. And he just goes to shot. He says, if a dude kisses a crazed woman who thinks she's a dude, is that the same thing as a dude? kissing a dude and sean's like yeah i think it is and there's that look of sadness on gus's face it's so good and he does wind up spending time with frank off camera which is a great bit yes you know just even like put it in your head they're obviously not going to show that but also i love and i think they do the hit it three times where somebody will say you know like uh da 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 frank but you know what it's actually pretty interesting. <laughs> Did you yeah. know that he was a Gulf War veteran? Yeah. I think, I think at the end, he also says to Frank, Frank's a nice guy. And then at some point, I think Sean says Frank's a nice Like, it's yeah. like the reference to Frank every time and like the sticking the, it's actually pretty cool. Like, yeah, Frank's a good awesome. dude. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and so then we see Bethel and we see this guy just like flipping out. Like, what is he doing? You know, he's acting all insane when nobody's looking. And this is the first time where they actually kind of think maybe he's not insane because who is he doing it for? He doesn't know anyone's around, you know, maybe he is um, insane. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, maybe he is insane. So we get to the next day. Sean's now starting to think Bethel isn't really loony at all. And Lassie, you know, thinks Sean is just trying to sabotage his case because he's jealous. And he doesn't want you know him to have the glory. Um, but he goes, I was try it again, right? So Sean busts out the bowl of Skittles again. I love this little gang with the camera and the plant and last he's like a little right. No, 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 pull it back. Blah, 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 blah. You can see like Sean getting wildly annoyed because last he wants the, the, the perfect camera spot there. Um, and all of a sudden Bernie's acting sane. So it's like, what the hell is going on? And so we get a lot of information here, right? He's like, this is the first time my head has been clear in years, especially over the last few months. He goes, that's why I've been so reclusive. My head's been in a fog. I haven't really known where I was. Um, and so it's it's starting to get like, oh, shit, what the hell is going on here? Uh, something, Billy, is obviously more at play. Yeah, and I actually do like we get to spend an awful lot of time with Bernie. Yeah, this is his third crack at him, right? Yep. And I think we get a couple of more before they even figure out he's not the guy. They at least have one more meeting. So yeah. uh, in the gym, I believe it's it's really again, we're just like chunking through scenes here. Really good dialogue, really good plot structure. It's just re- I, like we got we got to maybe we could grab this guy for a podcast. Yeah, we got to grab someone because we yeah. have so many, so many great questions. And and what I like here is well, so we that, would only ask great questions. Right. Well, damn right. <laughs> well, you would. I'm still figuring it out. Um, but what I love here, too, is that Sean kind of has an epiphany. He goes to Gus. He goes, how long would it take for anti-psych medicine to kick in 
you know, once someone's been taken, two weeks. And how long have they been there? Two Just weeks. about two weeks. So Bernie's clear. So now they're doing an aerobics class. And this is another one of my favorites. I fucking love this scene. So they're like doing way, you know, Tai Chi, whatever the hell it is they're doing, right? And Sean notices that Bernie's hand, he's got a bit of a claw hand, mm -hmm. um, which, you know. Or a strong very, hand. Or, <laughs> right. Uh, but signs of, you know, arthritic condition, right? Mm -hmm. He really can't use it. And so Sean decides to test him. He grabs a weight, puts it in his hand, uh, and he can't hold it. And he drops it on his foot and breaks his fucking foot. And Sean, the look on Sean's face, like, oh, okay, uh, can't use his hand. But that led, you know, Sean to another revelation that he couldn't have killed that girl mm -hmm. because he can't use his hands. Right? He's not. He's one. He's old, and two, he's just not strong enough because his hand doesn't work. So how is he supposed to strangle a woman? Because it, you know, you know, uh, it, it takes a lot, right? It's not an easy thing to do. So Sean is now convinced more than ever and proves that he couldn't have killed that girl, um, and it explains why he's been in a fog, right? Because uh, he hasn't been taking the right medication, um, and so now we're we're at a point where we're halfway through the episode now, Billy, I think, and. We're no closer to solving this mystery than we were at the start. No, right? They've eliminated him pretty much as a suspect, even though in my mind, just a bit, I was like, doesn't completely eliminate him. It eliminates him a good fucking degree. Like, it would right. be very hard to choke, you know, a regular ass, you know, full grown woman with just right. one hand when you're old and elderly, crazy. But still, that was the only thing. But you're right. We have a whole new, like, who are the suspects now? Yeah. And so what we get in the next scene is that there's a group meeting. Bethel's been released from the infirmary. Um, he's back to being nuts again. And Sean notices. I, I loved I loved the clue, the clue faces in this because they, they, they get away from this from time to time. <laughs> and Sean notices that the pills different shaped differently. It's mm. not circular. It's more rectangular. So now Sean's thinking, hmm. Is it Dr. Elliot that's uh, that's up to no good? He is the one in charge of pharmacology. Pharmacology, you know, is he being paid off? Uh, you know, what the hell's going on here, right? And so, with Bethel being nuts, he can't talk. He can't, you know, it, it's easy. You know, uh, whoever the real killer may be is obviously trying to keep him quiet, and that's what we get here. I also um, did like the little nugget that, like, you can just extrapolate for yourself. That he said he was worse off than ever during the trial. So it sounds like his brother does like him enough to kind of like throttle it down a little bit when it wasn't like height of the trial, just to keep him kind of crazy. Right, right. Yeah. So there, there's someone's pulling the strings here. There's mm -hmm. some, some some machinations going on here. Um, so Sean goes into snoop mode now at this point, and he finds Dr. Elliot and to, to confront him, except uh, he did. Dr. Elliot did. D E D D um and then bang we get a great moment of suspense here so that's that's one thing this episode has has lacked to this point because you're in a mental hospital you almost expect a little bit more moments of suspense mm -hmm. but the build up here was really good because you you're confronted with a dead body and then bang you know yeah, Sean, Sean gets whacked. Gets it. yep um and so Sean Sean's out cold and um um and but nobody knows. Uh, no one can get a hold of him. Lassie can't get home. Jules can't get home. Henry can't get a hold of him because their man on the inside is now dead, 
right? And no one else in that hospital, this is what we were talking about earlier, knows who Sean really is. Yeah. Right. So he's he's tied up at the moment. And then Gus comes to the station because he got fired for flirting with Frank because somebody squealed on him. So then they kind of were like, well, where's Sean? Right. right, Oh, we have this piece of information now. We have to at least question his attorney because his attorney could be, you know, hiding information and then blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But it's a really nice, again, way to get in there because, again, he's doing off screen stuff with Frank sets up the next scene perfectly logical like it's just we're flowing down the river here yeah so yeah that, that that's a good point right so um you know yo gus is like yeah his hands are all fucked up he could you know he couldn't have done it um so they get back to the hospital but no one can get a hold of sean because like i was saying just a moment ago right the guy on the inside's dead and so so sean has been knocked out but he's also in restraints in his bed and the two nurses there are listening to Sean going, okay, sure. Cause Sean's trying to say, I'm and a psychic detective. It's all perfect stuff, right? It's a yeah. ridiculous job. His buddy yeah. drives a blueberry. Call my dad at you know the police station. It's just yeah. they've set it up so well to deliver the plausible. This guy's just actually crazy. Yeah, yeah, because that's exactly how what, I, what you think a crazy person would sort of, you know, a delusional person would, would sound like. And so this is, again, they've continued the suspense here. Um, and then, you know, what, what we <laughs> what I love is that, you know, Gus, um, you know, uh, sneaks back into the hospital because he's, he's got to collect his things. And Vivian mm-hmm. is the one that kind of helps him, uh, you know, get, get, you know, get him back in. And so he, he goes to Sean's room, finds him there. What the hell happened? This is where he tells him, you know. Uh, Elliot's dead. Um, they I don't know what's going on here. They think I'm crazy. Could you get me out? And uh, he's like, "What happened to you?" This is what I was saying earlier. Gus goes, "Oh man, they fired me," and I was all like, my "Not job. my job, not my job." But they didn't care. Like the delivery is unbelievable. Yeah. It's per- it might be his most perfectly not delivered line ever because he just you just see him. He's getting all into it. He's like, you know, he's really upset. And um, and so what we find out here, too, uh, is we sort of have like two scenes kind of going on at once. Mm-hmm. And so at, when, when you're at the hospital, Vivian says, oh, I saw the, the nurses take Bernie up to the second floor, which we found out earlier is where they administer electric shock syndrome or treatment, I should say. And then Lassie and Jules, you know, head to the lawyer's office because that's where they said they were going to go. They start to confront uh, the lawyer and Bernie's brother happens to be there. And the cl- the lawyer claims he didn't know about Bernie's arthritis. He was like, yeah, he complained about it, but that's Bernie. He complained about everything. And so, like, there's now some pieces of the puzzle that are starting to come together. Like, okay, he's clearly being set up. We still don't know by whom. And they give um, a little bit of good motivation to the lawyer, too. It's his only client, and yep. he's updating his office. Why would you do that if you only had one client? So that right. puts good motivation, even though you kind of know it's probably not going to be him. But it just, again, setting it up. And then, you know, in the previous scene, I figured how they're playing out all at once. When- yeah, they kind of they kind of go back and forth. Like they show a little bit and then they go to the lawyer's office and then they come back to the hospital and yeah, they need so a like- distraction. It's the pay again. That's the director working the pacing by switching up the scenes. But when you know they need the distraction, and the distraction is Vivian, unbelievable. 
dumps him out, and then Sean's fucking line is unbelievable. Dude, Frank is stacked. I also love that they call her Frank while she's Vivian. Yeah, it's the best. I, I, I thought they leaned into that absolutely perfectly because it was just it was just great you know it's like finkel is einhorn einhorn is finkel finkel mm-hmm. is a man you know uh that that kind of thing absolutely excellent he just dude frank is stacked uh because he could have said vivian is stacked but it works so much better as frank as frank and i wonder if if like the line was vivian is stacked and someone said no make it frank that's funnier yeah. mm-hmm. right um, so the back of the lawyer's office, Lassie and Jules believe that Elliot um, uh, was a suspect. Um, Sean and Gus, you know, break Bernie out of the hospital, which I love. We get a little sort of weekend at Bernie's action here, kind of. Uh, and then this is where Sean breaks the news to Lassie. This is the first time he's had a chance to talk to him that it can't be Elliot. Elliot can't be the suspect because Elliot's dead. Um, and, and, and Sean has figured out. At by this point, who the inside person is, who the person is that's pulling the strings, and they're on their way now. They just need to go to Jamba Juice, yeah. Which I love when they go to Jamba Juice. And again, they're you know intercutting, working them both together, and w- this goes so fast from here yeah. on out. They break bam, them bam, out, bam. then they go to the place where they think you know evil is afoot, and they they kind of have the wrong suspect to start, and then the old. The old switcheroo, the, the old, old red reach hairy. around, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 a different podcast for a different day, Billy. Um, so they show up at Nurse McElroy's house. They show uh, up at you know, um, and uh, this seems Miss, unfucking believable. Miss Miss Raleigh, Molly Ringwald's house, and this is this is, you know, where we find out she said yes, I was paid by someone to alter Bernie's meds and to give him electric shock therapy, but it wasn't, you know, Doctor Elliot. That was and the only that, other thing I didn't get either. It's like when they were like, well, was it the attorney? And she's like, no. She's like, yeah. Like, yeah. if it's the wrong guy and they think it's the wrong guy, you let them think it's the wrong guy. This is right. where she was like bad. Her facial oh, yeah. acting, you know, what was going on right there was just like stiff. Not great, like, Bob. Not great. But, you know, we do figure out who the actual bad guy is. Yep, because he shows up and it's Bernie's brother. Mm-hmm. And so the why is that he simply wants Bernie's money. But Bernie is, I think, left it to the lawyer or whatever. No, he, uh, he was going to leave it to his. Girlfriend. Oh, fiance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so he takes advantage of Bernie's adult state um, to give him, you know, power of attorney. Um, but Bernie's girlfriend found out. So he killed her. Blamed um, it on nurse- Bernie. Blamed it on Bernie. Uh, Nurse McElroy warned warned the brother that Bernie's meds were making him sane, so he paid her to switch them out. And then this is where Dr. Elliot found out, so the bro had to kill him too. So, like, again, this was very plausible. I enjoyed the plot here. You know, it makes sense, the brother, you know, because it's it's always going to be family when it's money involved, generally. Um, And and he... (laughs) He, he could have pulled this one off. It was plausible that he could have pulled this one off, you know, because mm-hmm. because he did sort of all the right things. Um, I guess just not anticipating that they'd actually put him on meds that would help uh, and that the dude might squeal once uh, once he's sane again. That was a bit of a, a missed, uh, you know, a missed uh, thought there. But uh, again, overall, I was very engrossed in this story and enjoyed it very much. It was great. And um, my only problem with this scene is the physical takedown. Yes. Like 
it took like he grabs Molly Ringwall and like points the gun at her chest in like a bear hug scenario, and then is like wrestling her around for like thirty seconds. Yeah, like this is where maybe they needed a stunt coordinator or somebody to be like, "This is fucking ridiculous." Like, are you gonna pass up the opportunity, you know, to uh, do some Greco-Roman wrestling though with a Brad Pack member? No, that's fine, and it could have happened, but it could have been a real struggle. It was just like hugging her, and then like they're both just like, Arr! like you know, well, what'd be great. Fucking shooter. Henry should have come out of nowhere and done another <laughs> old man tackle. Yeah, Bam. and then, like the the awkward <laughs> takedown from Gus is fine. Yeah, but even there, like he's got like him down and his, the guns in the hand for so long. It's just you know watching Criminal Minds yeah. so much as I do their yeah. stuff. It's got to be, you know, right there. It's gotta, this it's gotta be this was the only like drawback. I was just, that yeah, took me it, out of it. Was it crisp? Moment. It wasn't crisp. It was yeah. They could it could have been executed a little bit better. But overall, you know, uh, I, I go I get didn't somebody from Leverage me. Prison Break. Any one yeah. of the million shows on USA, you just have them come coach the scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's that's the big reveal, and then the mm-hmm. end scene was great. Gus and Vivian just having a nice conversation oh. here, um, and then Sean contemplating wanting to stay at the hospital, and Jules just being like, "No, we're leaving. You're going home." <laughs> I loved it because again, he had that look on his face. It was a very peaceful look on his face, and there's no doubt in my mind that if you put Sean Spencer in that hospital. He would thrive. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was absolutely thriving. Well, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. We'll see how the wallet comes out. <laughs> right. Uh, well, exactly. So let's 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 head to the Thundercats. Oh, baby. Oh, you're red hot. Fucking love that. Uh, most memorable moments. I mean, we, we we've already sort of talked about these, but I love the outside scene with the McFoils. Uh, oh, with him barking at Sean. Ah, oh, unbelievable. Like, that is such a McBoyle move. It is not even He was fun. basically playing a McBoyle. Yeah, right. Um, Longfellow, who is uh, the reference to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You know, mm-hmm. in One Flew's Cuckoo's Nest, he's, the, he's just called the chief, I believe. Um, let's see, pill time when Sean, you know, flips flips the pills. And then, you know, aerobics class. Uh, oh, <laughs> Uh, Gus finds uh, Sean strapped down and video. Oh, we talked about the yeah, Not my job. Not my job. Uh, McElroy's house, which we just talked about. Uh, no, oh. but this is where we have to go in deep. This is the best scene of the entire fucking show when they do the jazz flute, right? Yes. Bernie goes fucking crazy, but when they're like, they've they've got him. He's down, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden, Gus just goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa Sean, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, leave it." And he's like, you like this? You like Kenny G? A little bit. This song. You know what? Yeah. I never minded this song either. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, he starts grooving. And he's like, groove to it, Sean. He's like, I don't know about grooving to it. But like, it is. And Sean's just doing this weird, like, almost like, uh, you know, uh, Twin Peaks-like dance. <laughs> you know, like you yes. see it at the end scene of that episode. Season three, almost. Yeah. Twin Peaks style, not two. Um, but, oh, that's another one. Uh to put on the back burner there because that's a show not a lot of people know about like but that that's another time and we're never doing season three i can guarantee no. you of that <laughs> but i forget where i was going here but that that is just such a great capper and then they add like a little bit extra with the frank stuff at the end but that ending scene is so psych 
It and is. like Lassie walks in, Jules walks in. It is, and like they're <laughs> letting the crazy guy who's innocent, who's like been having a hard time for fucking years, they're fucking torturing him <laughs> for <laughs> no the- reason. Because Gus wants to get his groove on. <laughs> and he's just, and he's smooth, man. He's we know oh. we, we know Gus has them dancing skills, and it's he's for smooth. a while. It's not just like a quick cut. Like they they bring in Lassie and Jules. And then they they milk it from like a super wide angle. It's it's fucking great. They let it breathe, man. And mm-hmm. God bless them. They let it breathe. Um, so we kind of already talked about yeah. our picadillos, right? Uh, the so idea for Henry with the case tactical yeah. takedown. Um, so favorite characters. I mean, for me, it was Gus. He was absolutely tremendous. Him, oh. him and Frank, him and Vivian, the slow jams dance. Uh, not my job. Not, not my, my job. job. You know, that's what I think. If I ever get fired, that's exactly how I'm going out. <laughs> no, I hope, not, I hope you're not. God, not my job. <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> so, how about you? I think I got to change it. I'm going to put Gus too. We'll yeah, him, yeah. We'll double stamp yeah. it here because Lassie was my original pick, but going through this whole thing, you know, usually, you know, every once in a while, like you'll give one to one, I'll give one to one, just because you gave one to the other, but. This is definitely deserved Gus to be too. Sean was very good, but he mm-hmm. almost had to play like purposely, like not a good crazy person. Right. Which I thought he did well, but it's not where we like to see our Seanness. Right. And I love the laugh was great. But yeah, this was oh, Gus. This was laugh. Gus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, everybody yeah, crushed Gus. it. Phenomenal yeah. acting from everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody was dynamite in this episode. Yeah, Bethel was great. Um, and I, I, I can't well, remember what I've seen him in before. Molly Ringwall, we we did actually say was well, true. Dynamite. Yeah, she was not great. Ninety nine percent of the rest of the cast dynamite killed it, killed it. Uh, so a couple quotes here. Uh, Gus will Gus says, "I'll eat to that." To which Sean yeah, says, "You'll eat to anything." You know that's right. Um, let's see. Uh, it's so good. It's stupid. I'm stupid good. I love I love that. Oh, handsome disease. Uh, Sean said in response to me calling a narcissist. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite quip from the episode is like you're way too put together he's like i'm wearing the same robe everyone else is wearing yeah, like, yeah. He's like what do you want me to do here you know like his delivery of that and like look around is yeah, it's just like what are you about? absolutely fantastic oh and then this is what you said you know said earlier it's like these sheets are woven from fresh strands of warm springtime Time. sunbeams oh that's like a fitzy like fitzy uh is a local radio guy but he always puts like six adjectives before he says something. And yep. that's never funny. But sorry. <laughs> not that we're podcast, but this is perfectly woven like those sheets. Oh, yeah, because you can picture that. I, I, I can picture myself sleeping on warm strands of springtime sunbeams. Uh, don't go too far. I'm, I'm two hours of sleep last night. So <laughs> Bill's going to fall asleep before Fucking we finish here. Um, Cream is cold, baby. Boom, boom, boom. Muffins. Ooh, that was good. That was harmonic. Mm. Um, not a lot of uh, gags here. Uh, there's a pineapple in the fruit basket at the Jamba Juice. Uh, Gus's nickname is Suggs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a love-hate moment of the year, but believing Sean is the right man for the job from Henry. Um, I love that he was enthusiastic about getting Sean a gig. 
but the delivery of introducing himself to people who already know who he is and what his role is uh, was wildly redundant. Um, only a couple references that I was able to pick up on. We got a Legend of Zelda reference, and girl interrupted, but also forgot to put it down there. One flew over this cuckoo's nest. It no. was kind of, I've never seen Girl Interrupted, so maybe it was living more in that world because they directly yep. referenced that. But, you know, I obviously thought, oh, there's probably some cuckoo's nest stuff I don't get, but besides the Indian. But, yeah, not every reference. Don't always need it. I do enjoy it, but don't force it. Yeah. Um, and so if you haven't seen Girl Interrupted, see, it. it's, a, it's a good movie. Oh, it's right, a little so heavy. It's on my list now. A little heavy. Um and, and Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Billy is one of the all-time villains. Yeah, yeah, one of the so, yeah. all-time villains. Um, who I think we lost in the last year or two, the actress that played her. Hmm. Um, so, Pineapples, William, what do you got? Uh, I got 7.4. It's just a little bit off of being a Nails all-time episode. Like I think the other three that this guy has directed are better. Gotcha. Like Viagra gotcha. Falls is obviously better. Um, what is it? The Let's Get Harry is obviously better. And Alan, actually, without question, Office Space, it's, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's a I'm putting run. that one. I'm putting that one on. Because we get Les, Le- Leslie, Valerie, Sally. Who's, oh, um, yeah, I completely forget this episode. It's, uh, who's the dude from Packard from uh, The Office? Oh! <laughs> but he plays like the complete opposite. He plays like a sweet, nice, like incredibly yeah. smart, like security guard. But gotcha. that being said, it's just like off those paces. I I think I would give Office Space like a seven point seven, so I can't give this as much. But okay, yeah, still a great, great obviously. Yeah, I would seven point five. You know, it's not it's not an all it's not you know an all time all timer, but it's it's up there. It's it's outside of the Mount Rushmore, obviously, but it's probably in that next tier. Oh know, yeah, you know for show for show. Uh, so with that said, Billy, come on, son. Come on, son. Get that body with that bowl. Come on. What do we have uh, coming up next week? We have season six, episode seven, because that's what comes after this. In for a penny. This, this is one, William Shatner, correct? Yeah, I think we get a. I don't know if it's this one or another one. This one is this. I don't know if this is his last episode, actually. But uh, we get a Travelocity like or like car something like in like embedded ad that's just like painful. The the episode as a whole. I don't yeah. think I skip it every time, but I don't ever go back to rewatch it. I I remember this one as being meh. With, yes. Uh, a few moments of some good comedy. This one gets a little more um, emotional, which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing, but it it's missing something. It could be yeah. a bit more. And it's not what well, Shatner is in one other episode. I believe it's him and Henry. Mm. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, no. oh, it's it's the other guy. It's, it's you're right. It was Jeff, it's Jeffrey Trambor. Yes, 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 yes. And that yes. episode is fucking electric. That's either <laughs> season seven or eight, too. Yeah, that is that one is electric. So, uh, with that said, William, here we are back to back weeks, back to back pineapple boys doing the damn thing. What, uh, where can the people find us? Uh, you can find us anywhere and you would like to find a podcast, probably, I would imagine. And then on the Dork Shared Universe, you can find all of our podcasts. PCP, which is just waiting for that next screen, which has been announced. Uh, TLDR with you and your other co-host, Nick Fryer, who co-hosts 
changed my mind cmm um it's not hockey equipment and then the flagships are dork and mac and goo we just did a top 50 movies not movies Bullshit, tv shows tv shows didn't fucking mention us not even yeah. a, like there's a podcast in your universe we both voted i had psych on my all-time tv shows probably nine eight or nine ten. It, was in, it was in the top 10 and it didn't make the list because they seemed like it was supposed to be just a DSG, then a few more people, then like 18 people. I think they purposely rose the numbers. So our psych grade, which was like, so like a 48 or something, would fall. And yeah. I was not happy about that. And we didn't even get a reference that, hey, there's a podcast that does this fucking show in our universe. And it was just outside like the top, it was like top 60. Yeah, it was like 54 or 55. Right. And there's some shows on that list that shouldn't have been on there. Like, no offense. I'm not putting a fucking game show on my list of top 50 Sports shows. Center, what are we doing here? I'm sorry. Right. Sports Even Center. SNL, I, I don't think SNL should have counted. SNL has been live good in 22 years. So here's the thing, right? Oh, yeah. I, wouldn't, sh- I didn't even have it in my top 50. They were, they were shitting on The Simpsons, right? You know, Davey was shitting on The Simpsons, you know, because, oh, it hasn't been good in, in, in however many years. Well, guess what? Saturday Night Live has not been good in 23 fucking years it's had some good episodes you know in that mm-hmm. time but like i wouldn't call them good seasons i wouldn't call yeah. them relevant seasons yeah right that i chat my ass and then uh price is right price is right family no, feud family feud. wheel of fortune get out no no yeah no 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 nope no. no. uh anyways that is that we we had to get that off our chest because we are very <laughs> proud of the program uh, that we deliver to you each and every week. And so, with that said, William, until next week, my friend. Wait for it, Leroy Jenkins. Frank says hi. Boom, and we're gonna end it with.